and welcome to the 69th episode of the NLP podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me is always the bubble to my bath, Brandon Gross. I thought you were going bubble to my tea, bubble tea. Oh, uh, I'm not a big bubble tea guy. Are you a big bubble tea guy? You know what's funny? I'm I had it when I first moved to LA. It's a big thing out here, boba tea mm-hmm. for our, mm-hmm. our non. I feel like it's more of like a not to be a coastal elite, but I feel like it's more of a New York LA thing in, I, in the w- states. In the states, I would agree with that, and I also imagine it's probably slowly pushing in. I yes. guess that bubble tea is definitely on all coasts now. And probably... buckle up, Kansas City, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, see you in twenty forty five. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. We're not trying to be coastal elites. I'm sure there's bubble tea and boba tea in multiple cities in the states yes but i think yes. it's very popular in new york and la um i don't mind it it's weird it's freaky i first it had is. it when i came to la and i was like i don't know if i like this weird dessert drink yeah that's probably no, I, not I good feel for yeah. me it's, but... is it like a texture thing for you is it a flavor thing i mean i don't mind the te- i like it i like it i'm just like not gonna seek it you know yeah but it is like yeah. eventually gets weirder you go what are these orbs I'm swallowing or chewing on? Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the viral TikTok of the guy that gets recommended boba tea and drinks it for the first time and doesn't realize there's boba in it and just like spits all over his car and all <laughs> over his like steering wheel and his camera? I don't. I don't. Okay. I have that, not seen I, that. I know I say I'll post things on the the Twitter account uh, that we reference on the episode. I promise I will do that. I'm making a note of it right now. Okay, good. Because it is it is truly one of the funnier TikTok like viral TikTok videos you'll ever see. Um, okay, boba tea TikTok. Okay, now I have to do it. I'll I, find it. I'll I realize that you think the height of comedy is people trying things that they don't know, like the cat, <laughs> like the oh L&B oh melon. Smell. Was it melon be smelling? Smellin'. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you like foods that animals or people are trying for the first time or smelling I, for the first time. It's a unique experience. It's a fun thing. I also, don't disagree. Melon, yeah, but I just I, realized I, that. I think half of the fun of melon be smelling is the name. I think just yes, like melon, sure. like, that's just that's a fun thing to say. A over cat named Melon is fun on its own. You can really just get away with naming your animals whatever you want now. Yes. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it's the beginning of my new stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, continue. You notice this? You notice this? <laughs> you seen this? Oh, it's it's a uh, it's Mike Tyson, Jay Leno. Oh, he's back. It's been maybe a full year since Mike Tyson, Mike Jay Leno, Tyson been on the Jay show. Leno. Yeah, you see this? Uh, uh, I follow this? this viral kitty on Twitter called Panko, which I think is another great example sure. that you can name your cat anything, and it's funny. That's I think obscure foods is is good. We like there's just you could just like my cat's name is Winona and that was a decade mm-hmm. ago and you can just see how the the trends sure. you know they just they get more and more absurd as time goes on. We used to have Spike and Fido and Fluffy and Socks. That's right. And, and now you, you picked that pre Stranger Things, pre the Winona Ryder comeback. I did. Winona is nine years old in a couple months. She's a Halloween kitty. She turns nine in October. So yeah, I guess that predates Stranger Things. Are you a Stranger Things guy? Um, I what I I. I watched it. I watched the yeah. first season like everyone. Everyone was like crazy about it. And then mm-hmm. I watched two and three catch. And I was like, oh, okay. Fourth one. It. Fourth one I watched was better. Was better. Okay. But not really my thing. What about you? I've never seen any of it. Well, that's really? Not true. Miranda showed me like the first 30 minutes of the pilot. And you yeah. were not into it? You weren't feeling well, the... Well, uh... when it first happened, it was like all in... It was just that it was too much. You know, I don't... <laughs> you don't like it's the craze. Hard. I don't like the craze, and especially when I'm just like, it was like that meme today of the woman yelling at the man at the music festival that we posted on our Twitter account. Follow yes, us, NL Feast, sure. on Twitter. Um, is it NL Feast or NL Feast Pod on Twitter? It's NL Feast on Twitter. It's at NL Feast on Twitter, yes. Yes. Uh, and it's like that meme where it was like, it hit the ground too hard, where like within 24 hours of that meme becoming popular, it was already uh, developed so far that we were tweeting about how fed up we are of this meme. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it happened too fast. The pop culture, the monoculture developed too quickly around this one thing. So sh- and then it was like, all right, I was, if, if you do shit for 10 days after this hype hits, you've missed the hype. Everything sure. moves so fast now that I was like, okay, now everybody's rewatching Stranger Things. I haven't seen it. I don't get what's the down under. <laughs> the down under, that's not what it's called. <laughs> that's Australia. <laughs> that's Australia. Yeah. Yeah. The toilet water goes the other way, oh, right? That's you didn't know that everyone's Australian in that show. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have a very general idea. It, Miranda loves to just kind of have background noise television on. And for sure. her, uh, a while ago, it was Stranger Things, the new season. So like, I'm familiar with it a little bit. Do you find that you, because uh, I find myself being being this sometimes, do you think that you are a contrarian? 
Um, I guess in some aspects of the word, I'm a contrarian. I, I maybe more uh, uh, pessimist is the wrong word, but nihilist. Uh, yeah, I guess a little bit of that. But also, there are popular things I enjoy. I'm trying to think sure. of an example of one off the top of my head, but like most popular music, I think is fine, with the exception of a few artists. Um, yeah, like but, I, I don't like Mumford and Sons. I liked. There was a moment in my life where I liked them, and that was probably ten years ago. It was whenever. No, it was. You know what it was? I I definitely haven't told this story in the pod. I missed my. So when I went to Florida State for the first year, I was only accepted. Into, I was only accepted if I went to summer semester and then fall semester. So I went summer semester, had dorm summer semester, neglected my duty of signing up for a dorm for fall semester, realized it too late, had to get it, had to get off campus housing immediately. So I don't know. Are you familiar with that? You remember the FSU layout at all? Sure. Yeah. So there's the the DeGraff dormitory, right? That's where I was. Directly across the street is the Strip, which is where all the frat dudes and sorority girls went and drank when they were underage. Behind that is a renovated hotel turned like 40 yes. unit studio apartment. I lived in that no. immediately. Yeah. Um, and the guy that lived next to me ended up being the president of veteran affairs of Florida State. But when he moved in, he was like just a college guy after serving four years in the military. And he was a big like Dave Matthews band acoustic guitar guy. And he would get drunk and hang out with us sometimes. And he would be like, you ever heard of this band Mumford and Sons that came out and would play us <laughs> little lion man over and over again on his guitar. And it was just, yeah, Oh, he would play it. He would play it. Yeah. He will. He'd show it to us. And then in his drunk stupor, be like, Hey, want to hear me play it? And we'd be like a hundred percent. We want to hear you play it. Yeah. Did you ever jam with him? Um, probably that was probably the height of my music playing. Cause I was not going to college so to try to play music. Did you <laughs> ever sing little lion man with this man? I don't have a direct or like a specific memory of it, but I would assume so. Yes. I would assume that that definitely happened. Wow. A snapshot in time. If only I could see that now. If only you could see it. You weren't in college yet. Where are you? This would have been 2011. Uh, yeah, I was in college then. Spring 2011. Yeah. Oh, not spring. Spring, it's in you were fall, fall right? Fall, yeah. 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 So after me and President of Veteran Affairs were jamming out. Wow, you changed was... the whole landscape, man. This is like, this is like <laughs> when the Beatles came over, dude. When you this came is... to Tallahassee playing Little Lion Man behind the strip. This is Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. And I, I also hated the strip. I was never going to the strip. Of course. I had no interest in sure. going to the strip. Yeah. So it was like me trying to fall asleep on like a Wednesday night as like three drunk frat dudes were fighting in the parking lot of our <laughs> Yes. Our apartment complex. Like, it was fucking debauchery. They're like, what's your favorite Mumford song? <laughs> what is it? What's the other one? There's I, I couldn't even name one, dude. I couldn't cave? even come There's up There's a with... cave one, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just remember that uh, there was some stat that Mumford and Sons, on their first album, the words eyes and hands are said 30 to 40 times that's, or something like that's that. That's so funny, and that makes so much sense. It what makes a... a lot of sense. I will give Mumford and Sons credit. It does seem like while they were uh, the product of having rich parents and oh, like able, I didn't know. This. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I okay. think they like come from wealth and all met at sure. a private school. Um, they did like play very very small shitty bar shows right before they blew up. Now were they able to live off that and sustain themselves off that because they were wealthy? Of course, a hundred percent. All as all artists are. Um, except for NLP, so I would like to say that we are independently supported art, artistic endeavor. Yeah, so we have a great network, but we are... Of course, are, yes. But we are... Uh, we need Mumford & Sons parents. We do, yeah, please. Uh, you think we could get in, adopted by Mumford & Sons, the band? Oh, I'll ask Marcus. I'll shoot him an, an Instagram <laughs> message. Let's see. We, I could grow a beard out. Yeah, I can't, but uh, I can be the one guy... <laughs> is there a guy... He doesn't have a beard. Marcus, you I'll, that's how I'll you connect with him. Oh, okay. If you wear suspenders, I feel like you're good to go no matter what. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, he'll have to ignore this episode of the podcast where I immediately <laughs> said I don't like them. But yeah. uh, you know who else falls into that category of same music during that decade is the Lumineers. Oh yeah, for sure. The Hey Ho song. I have a, I have an opinion that you're not gonna like. Mm, very excited for this. I also lump uh, a band that you really like in there, or an artist okay, that you wait, really like can in I, there. Uh, bon Iver. Yeah. So I'm not even going to begin to entertain this conversation. It's not. It's no, not no, it's different. Same. But I just don't like. I don't like. I uh, place it in there in the sense of like acoustic humans. Uh, yeah, the first album, 100. percent I'd say I'd argue. I didn't listen past the first album. Oh, so. uh, will you do me a favor? Yeah, I'm not watching baseball this week. So will okay. you do me a favor? Sure. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> well, listen to the an album I sent you by them. Please, one please album. Say. 
I you promise I'll you'll listen? You know I will. I promise. Okay. All right. I'll send it to you. I okay. also, I, I, there's this thing that I've been meaning to do all year, which is listen to more music, and I just have really neglected doing that. Okay. I, I, I will say, though, that the my listening to music has increased as Miranda and I have our own apartment now. I can entertain sure. yeah, and yeah. just turn on albums. Like, we have, like, a vinyl player. We can just turn on a yeah. record and... I'm like not charting like the data aspect of it, like Spotify tracking all your shit is not part of it, but I'm like sure definitely listening to way more music because of it, which is uh, an exciting advancement. I say this: Why don't we change the podcast in the in okay. the off season? We just become a music podcast. We're like, I say we're like a coffee shop in the morning and a bar at night. You know? Oh, I like that. That's a good idea. Or I'm saying we got to hide stuff behind the Patreon wall. We got we got a paywall going, Brandon. I agree. We gotta we gotta we gotta milk it. Yeah, we gotta monetize this. We gotta mo- hey, we might be selling some shirts at some point. We'll That's see. That's true. What happened to those shirts, by the way? We'll find out. Didn't you go to a Yankees game this? Uh... I did. Yeah, I went to a Yankees game on Tuesday. I went on Tuesday. It was, How was, it was that? a good time. They played the Rays. It, they played the Rays. I have a lot of friends from Florida who are big Rays fans, obviously. So um, we were looking at tickets. And dude, it, I am tired of the reputation that it's expensive to do things in New York City sometimes because. While that is 100% true, you know, like I got a 1440 salad today. I got a salad from a fucking salad shop, like a fast casual salad shop right across from work today. It was $14.40. Unbelievable, dude. What was in the salad? Did you got any, any It was a Mexicana salad. So it was like spicy chicken, tortilla chips, no. corn, beans. That should be the kale, cheapest spinach. salad. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a Getting protein hearts in of it. palm in there? Get some no hearts of, of palm. Okay. Kale and spinach were the leafy okay. greens. And then they chop them all together and throw. It was a ton of food. I'll give them that. It was yes. like a very filling salad. But fourteen dollars, man? Are you joking? Anyways, the the long story short here is that I got standing room tickets only for the Yankees game for nine dollars day of. Wow, nine dollars! You can't even get a you can't even get half of a beer at Yankee Stadium for nine dollars. That's amazing. I guess I what is the what is their thinking in that? Just trying to pack the house. Yes, and it was busy. I mean, I'll give them that. Like it was busy. Um. Now and playoff Yankees, those are probably still going for eighty, ninety, hundred. I would right? assume. So I was, I was talking to a buddy of mine, Chris, who's a Christopher, excuse me, who's a big Mets fan, and I was like, "We're for sure going to Mets playoffs games this year. What is what is the expected price range for not standing room nosebleed tickets? What do you think?" Oh, dude, it's Mets play. I think it's going to be four hundred nosebleeds. No, I think it'll be like seventy five bucks. I don't know, man. I think it's going to be crazy. Be. Uh, maybe for the. Uh, division series, I think championship series, world series, it's chaos. I really oh, do. Oh, world series, 100%. I'm I think saying championship like, series, also chaos. Depends who they play. Yeah. If it's if it's coastal elites versus coastal elites, I could see Yeah. Dodgers, Mets. Ugh. Yeah. Braves, but, Mets. Um, yeah. But my point, my point is that we went to a Nets, a Brooklyn Nets playoff game against uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's a name you know. Of course. The Greek freak. Yes. The Greek freak. Yes, of course. We talked about it many times on the pod. Um, we got those tickets for like 120 bucks, And I feel like basketball tickets will be more expensive than baseball tickets. Basketball tickets are impossible. I've been trying to go to a Lakers or Clippers game since I've lived in LA and I haven't gone yet. Okay. Is it now, I'm not trying that hard. But like, <laughs> okay, you know, but it's expensive. I have I come bearing a food review though, Brandon. Oh, report. Now, friend of the pod, Peter Apple. He's been on the show, sure. co-founder of Just Baseball Media, a great guy, big Yankees fan. He went to the game on Monday and we posted a TikTok on the Just Baseball TikTok account. And was like, got a LaBelle steak sandwich. This shit fucking smacks. <laughs> Coming out of that gate hot, cursing hard. But this <laughs> this is a delicious sandwich. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, and I highly recommend 9.2, 9.1, somewhere in that. And I was like, okay, listen. I got to trust. I love going. We talk about it a thousand times on the show. We love the crazy, wacky food you can get at a baseball game. I'll hunt down the sandwich. I walk all the way around the 100s because famously in baseball stadiums, 100s, the lowest at levels where the craziest, uh, most unique food is. Find it. Wait in line. How much do you think the sandwich was, Brandon? We're talking about exorbitant uh, food prices here. Uh, I did the Pat Lafrida steak at City Field, and that was mm-hmm. 22, 20. So this, this was is 1999. Probably, yeah. It was on a roll, though. It wasn't a hero. It was a okay. roll, and it was just the steak and a sauce. And it was fine. <laughs> it was okay. It was like a lot of a lot of steak. I'll give them that. And it was cooked medium rare. I'll give them that. Uh, but it it left a little to be desired. And okay. the thing is, like, it wasn't that big. I ate it in like six bites. Wow. The half of an inning, it was gone. You know now, what I mean? Have you had the Pat Lafrida steak at City Field? No, I have not. You had absolutely that. have to have that. That's what well, I, I think that will trump that one. 
Well, despite the fact that I think I might have COVID right now or may have COVID right now, I have sore throat, a little tired. Yeah. You could tell I'm leaning back in my bed bug chair right now. You are leaning back a little I'm bit. I'm looking real cool leaning back. Do you think maybe the steak sandwich gave you? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think it's possible. <laughs> think you didn't watch two... all of Peter Sicktag. He goes, it will give you COVID. That's how he ended it. So <laughs> I heard 9-1 and I just kept yes, scrolling. Exactly. Like a little brain. Uh, but yeah, went to a Yankees game. It was a lot of fun. Hoping to start going to some more games here as the season wraps up. We have about 40-ish games left in the season, Brandon. And speaking of baseball, we got a lot of stuff to talk about on this week's show. Brandon, these Braves won eight of the last nine. They're on an impressive winning streak right now. We'll dig into that a little bit more. The Mets hobbling to the finish line as they get devastated by injuries over and over and over again. What can they do to kind of overcome that hump? We'll get into that. And then we'll take a look at the NL wild card before we get into Feast or Famine, DeGrom at a week, Feast fan questions and upcoming schedules. But Brandon, you know what we got to do before that? We got to hear some ads. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back, Brandon, and coming back into the fight for the division of the National League East is none other than the Atlanta Braves. Brandon, this team has won eight of the last nine. They're on a red-hot winning streak uh, and continue their uh, hot streak with some turnaround play by Ronald Acuna Jr., who we've on this very pod talked about how he's been uh, hard to find a little bit. I know I know, Braves fans are getting very frustrated with him. We had talked about on the show how he knew he was going to turn around, but boy, oh boy, has he turned it around, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to come back from an injury like that and be 100% right off the bat, and I think he's mm-hmm. been... As good as you can expect for someone who came back from as serious of an injury um, as he did. So, yeah, I mean, last 15 days, he's hitting for um, a 1,036 OPS. Isn't that insane? That's insane. That's wild. Good for him. Um, good yeah, for him. no, he looks amazing. And, and um, you know, aside from a few maybe, like, misjudges in the outfield, he's making some good plays in right field as well. Yeah. Um, so, no, I think the Braves fans should be extremely happy. And then with the additions of... Michael Harris and Vaughn Grissom. And it's like this Braves team, the, the thing that's different compared to maybe even the Mets is that the, this Braves team is going to be the squad for a while. Yes. Yeah. We'll get into that. Cause I got a lot to say about yes. the way that the Braves have been building this team, but Brandon, I don't know if you see on the rundown here, but we got a little bit of trivia. I know. Up Anytime you, you do friend. the rundown, we got some trivia. Actually. We got some trivia. So my question to Brandon was, there are four total Braves that have an OPS above 800 in this 15-day period. Can you guess them? Now, like I said, Brandon, number one, Ronald Acuna Jr., 1.036 OPS, two homers in the last 15 days, eight RBIs, seven walks, three stolen bases. This man's doing it all. Five doubles. That's insane. Brandon, can you name the other three players that are having an 800 or above OPS sure. in the last 15 days? Well, I don't know if it counts because Von Grissom came up less than 15 days ago, but in that nine-game streak, is he one of them? He does not count. Does not. No, okay, good okay. guess, but does not count. Okay, I don't think it's Austin Riley because Austin it's Riley, not. He's not been he well the last few games. He's not been playing great. Um, would can you guess what around what do you think his OPS would be? Austin Riley on base on base plus slugging percentage for our, our last that, last 15 games. Last 15 days, yeah, days, not games. I should have I should have specified 750, 640. 640. Okay. See, I knew he, he was struggling a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with Dansby. Dansby coming in at number six with a 633, six. though. Today he hit a homer off DeGrom, so you got to assume that that's getting pumped up. I think an RBI off DeGrom, not a RBI single or double off DeGrom. I thought, I thought it was a home run. It was a double? Yeah, double. You're watching. I should <laughs> I should just trust whatever you Don't say. Don't fight me. Um, <laughs> and uh, is it Matt Olson? So Matt Olson coming in at number four with an exact think it 800 OPS. Dude. Okay, I didn't think it was Matt Olson yeah. either. Okay, then it's Michael Harris. Michael Harris number two with a 938 OPS. Okay. So fucking stupid. Where do um, they get these guys? Is it Robbie Grossman? Not Grossman. No, this Jeez, is. I'm guessing everyone. I'm missing. I'm totally. This is a guy who's known for his offensive prowess and not his defense, but he's also not a domestic abuser, so that eliminates one of the Braves. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, <laughs> 
Uh, oh my God. Who, uh, is it Darno? I can give you, uh, I'll give you a hint. Okay. I don't want, this is too big of a hint. Okay. 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 He uh, either DHs or plays another position. Contreras. Yeah, it's Contreras. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so Isn't that I'm missing one. It's Contreras. No, 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 no. You got it right. You got it right. It was, so we go Ronald Acuna, number one with a 1.036 OPS. Gotcha. Michael Harris, number two with 938. William Contreras, who I think I called Wilson Contreras on the podcast last week. So, you oh. know, that that's his bro. That's his brother. 864. And then Maddelson with an exact 800 OPS. So wow, pretty interesting. Wow, wow. Now, if we're going for the full year, though, it's Austin Riley with a 922 OPS yes. and Maddelson. But yes. we're not. We're not going for the full year, Brandon. We're going just right now. How are you feeling as a Mets fan? Are you, are you getting a little scared? I know they're not quite nipping at the heels, and they obviously... Uh, I mean, they, you know, they've... It's funny because the Mets have played well, too, but the Braves have... Since the Mets kind of beat up on them in the last series at, at City Field, the Braves mm-hmm. just went on a tear, beating up your Marlins, beating up the Sox, uh, doing pretty well against the Phillies, um, doing really well against the Mets in this series. As we're, we're recording, it's game four, tied 2-2, Mets and Braves, bottom of the seventh. But if the Braves pull this off tonight, um, then they'd won, won the series, winning mm-hmm. three out of four against the Mets. So, yeah, I mean, I think this Braves team is scary. And also, they're pretty healthy right now. And Mike Soroka yeah. might come back. He's yeah. dealing in the minors. Um, Charlie Morton and Max Fried have both both look phenomenal in this series. So it's like if those guys are, are, are aces uh right now then it's like yeah i mean they're Uh-oh. they're scary for sure i i also think that like first off the soroka stuff is great i know awesome. we, yeah. we famously hate injuries on this podcast controversial takes yes, we kind of hate injuries brandon i i'd say i hate an injury also uh, i don't think mike soroka has thrown a pitch since we've done this podcast in the i don't think he has dude that's what he was talking about that's a great point that's a that's an astonishingly long amount of time to have not done it yeah because this podcast has been going on for 10 years brandon that's, <laughs> that's right season. we've had um, three divorces between us since then. <laughs> yeah yeah we've divorced each other three separate yes, times exactly. um, that uh that yeah he obviously popped achilles then repopped achilles and he was having some quotes about being like i thought that might be it for me and that's scary when you're a young guy like that with so much talent um but good to see him. I know he didn't throw a lot. What was it? Two or three innings, I think. Uh, yeah, something like I, that. Yeah, I think so. I'm I think putting you on the spot. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a normal start's worth of innings. Yeah. But he got out there, played really well. Um, love to see him turning it around. Uh, and your boy Spencer Strider, wa- your boy, like yeah, your boy Spencer Strider walked back his comments a little bit, and I, I, am, I hope he kind of smoothed the mellowed the waters out in New York. Sure. Yeah, I think Snitker, either uh, uh, the Braves PR team was like, Shh, listen, young man. <laughs> I think I, I imagine that's what happened, but um, he also uh, dealed in, in the first game against the Mets. So, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of those guys have had their ups and downs as you do over a full season, but it's like the Braves starting pitching looks good. If yes. Morton and Freed can pitch how they're supposed to free- pitch, you know, and Morton's so. been pitching great. When I was going through the last 15 days statistics for the, for the pitchers, there was some really good stuff in there. Morton's yes. kind of turned it around a little bit. I know he's got a, a, a four, Point oh ERA on the season, but his WHIP is low at one point one eight, and I know it's. I think it's been like one point zero ish. Why is it saying no results? I hate these applications. Anyways, I know it was like a one point zero four or something WHIP for the last fifteen days. Uh, getting that ERA a lot closer to the threes, you know, which is was what the Braves are looking for. And if you could do that, then that's a staff. That's I mean, you got Kyle Wright, you got Spencer Strider, you got Max Freed. I know Ian Anderson got sent down. I don't know how he's been looking in the minors, but if you get Soroka back, that's a mean four right there. Yeah, Odorizzi's kind of been hot trash but if Soroka's back slot in there and if you know you don't know he, he has give been you, hot but... trash dude hasn't he he has been but also they traded Will Smith for him so it was kind of a yeah it's kind of an eye for an eye way. there <laughs> an eye for an eye absolutely um, Brandon but yeah I mean the Braves if they win today three and a half back of the Mets with a lot of games to play uh, they have only have one more series at the end of the season so they won't be facing each other I think the Braves have a pretty tough schedule and mm-hmm. uh, after the next couple series the Mets schedule gets pretty easy uh, so we'll see. I mean, it could certainly come down to that series towards the end of the season. I think it's the second to last series of the year. Very That's exciting in Atlanta. Stuff. So, yeah, spooky, spooky stuff. Do you? What do you think? How How are you feeling? Are you? Do you think the Mets? We ask this a lot. We do the check ins. Do you think the Mets are going to hold on to this first place spot throughout the rest of the season? Yes, I'm. I'm pretty confident in this Mets team. They've They've shown that they'll overcome injuries, as we'll get into here in a minute. They They find the guys to fill in the spots. 
they hit when they need to. They win the series they need to. They win home series, which is a huge part of the of the baseball winning success formula. Um, yeah, they may drop a series to the Braves on the road. Yeah, they may give up 13 runs in one start. Who is who came out and Ruff was Ruff Darren Ruff doing the oh Darren the, Ruff he could have been our yeah. Darren of the week Darren Ruff throwing two. Uh, spotless innings in the, in the Mets uh, getting blown out by the Braves in game one, throwing like 50 mile per hour. Uh, Insane. Pitches, it's like yeah. when Rizzo did that last year. You remember Rizzo doing yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. Against D, or D. Gordon nailing Darno with the pitch. Oh, yeah. I uh, You saw the Sox uh, Astros score today? No, what was it? It's 21 5. What? Astros? Astros, Astros beating up on the Sox. Yeah, as I figured. Also, did you see that insane video of Tony La Russa getting told by a fan? That to was put a the funniest in? video of all time. It, what is going shit. on in Chicago right now? No clue. No clue. This is also a perfect example of what happens as we get towards the end of a uh, baseball season and more and more teams get statistically eliminated from success. Yeah, well, we got to talk about the fun baseball stuff. We do have to talk about the fun stuff. Sorry, Marlins. Sorry, Nationals. <laughs> Sorry. How many how many uh, innings of Marlins baseball do you think I've watched this week? Uh, I bet I've watched more than you. I'll say that. Uh, oh, how many have you watched? <laughs> you I've watched that. like four. Okay, I've watched probably closer to nine. I've okay, probably watched okay. like two half games, but you have to pretend. Listen, man, you got to put the facade on and pretend like you're watching <laughs> every game. All right, it's imp- I'm I'm addicted to Twitter enough that it's impossible, but for me, yes. the way I've set my account up to not know what's going on in baseball, sure, um, especially our division. Yeah. But and I'll watch the Met. I, I'd love to watch the Mets games more, but because I'm blacked out in New York City, it's a little bit more difficult for me. Yeah, because you're um, always blacking out. So because yeah, you'd like to watch ball. the games, I'm but like, yeah, 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 the MLB is forcing me to black out all the time. It sucks. Um, no, but the the games are famously blacked out in the parts of the country that want to watch them the most, as everybody yep. knows. So, um, so I'll catch a Braves fan or a Braves fan. Okay, I'll catch a Braves fan. Uh, <laughs> I'll catch a Braves game here, or Phillies game here. It's really nice if it's the afternoon game, so I can like do my yes. work and half watch the game. Um, but yeah, man, I I, I guess I, I have been watching less and less Marlins baseball. Marlins Twitter is just in full free fall right now. We'll get to it. We'll get to your fish. <laughs> There's not, I just want to say that the farm system rankings coming out, MLB updating their pipeline rankings, really, really uh, started to cause like the the building. There's is a lot of chaos in Fish Town. Yeah, nobody's really happy right now. We have a my 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 lovely dad wrote in a question, so we'll get to that later about the Marlins. Oh, and then great. I got one little one little mini rant we'll get to. But Brandon, before we do that, your Mets dragging their dragging their asses across the finish line right now. They had um, a, they had a rough seventy two hours of injuries. Yeah, dude, talk to me about it. What's going on over in uh in the big? Yeah, Apple? so it started at the end of the Phillies series where Giorme pulled a groin. My man's out for four to six weeks, and he's been like a huge piece for the Mets. He's basically been a starting. Starting player, like he yeah. has been splitting time at third base with uh, with Escobar for the most part, starting against righty pitchers. Um, yeah, best so walk up song in all of uh, New York. Uh, yeah, of course, Louis Louis, not Louis mm-hmm. Louis. He does uh, the other the, Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the song from the now disgraced comedian. Yes. Um. And uh, yeah, Drew Smith has been on the IL. McGill's been on the IL. They should both be coming back soon. But Carrasco, the tough one, Carrasco leaving in that blowout game. Um, an oblique, which is the worst injury, as everyone <laughs> it's says. The worst injury, yeah. Everyone hates an oblique injury. Um, so yeah, so that's gonna be a tough one. David Peterson will fill in like he did when Max Scherzer was out, and he he pitched pretty well. Um, and then the next day, Tywin Walker leaves in the third inning for some back spat back thing. Um, uh, it was a uh, slight disc bulge in his lower back, and we'll give we'll give credit where credit is due. Anthony Decomo tweeted this. Increased optimism that Taiwan Walker, whose MRI revealed a slight disc bulge in his lower back, can make his next scheduled start. But the Mets aren't there yet. Walker called it, quote, the worst pain I've ever felt and said he's, quote, shocked he's feeling this good two days later. What's the worst pain you've ever felt, Brandon? Um, I know yours is hernia, so I'm not going to. Right, hernia or no? Famously, got hit in the face with a baseball as a small child. Oh yes, yes, yes. We talked about this. Broke my nose. Broke um, my, my ocular oh man, that's, bone. That's a tough one. You know, broke my, my arm snowboarding. That was really bad. Uh, oh, you know what mine is? I one time fell down the stairs. It was like getting trying to get to the airport at like four a.m. and my and I landed on my ankle on one of the steps. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's broken, but I'm gonna make it. I was going back to visit my folks, and I was like, I just like bought Advil at the LAX I, airport. I, and you like monster, I've never heard this story before. Yes, dude. yes. And then uh, my ankle just felt weird. And I was like limping. It was like a little swollen. I was like, "There's got to oh. be a fracture." Went to the doctor when I visited my folks. Nothing there. But but wow. I, occasionally I'll have a weird pain in my ankle now. But now I'm so careful walking downstairs. It's flawless. I walk downstairs I've, 
flawlessly. I fell downstairs twice in a month, dude. It was what? the worst thing in the world. When I you was were blacking out? No, no, I was blacking out. I that's the thing is everybody assumes you're drunk when yes, you fall downstairs as an adult. Yes. No, I was uh I was at the subway and it was raining and you were just in New York City, you know. Mm-hmm. Um in parts of Brooklyn the steps are metal. I don't know why, but they're Dude, metal. I had yeah. that same thought when I was in New York recently. I was like, what happens in the rain because it seems yeah. very dangerous. I well, I'll tell you. I ate shit. That's what happened. And then the other one, you can see the scar on my arm. I can oh, you wow. see that bad boy? Yeah. I went on vacation with some friends. Now, you would assume I was drunk because this was like a rent-a-cabin on July 4th weekend and hang out with everybody. But I was there for less than an hour. I, we, we didn't start partying or we weren't doing anything. And I just like mistook. Uh, one step was a little lower than every other step of the thing. And I fell down and I was holding the wooden rail and my arm dragged across the wooden rail and just like ripped a bunch of skin up. So now I've got like this arm scar. Is this but in yeah, July? Tell- this was the- July. Yeah. You never, uh, you I never s- told me this. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, when the July Fourth weekend, yeah, that was like um, a month and ago. Yeah, you t- I'd be like, my coworkers would ask what happened. I'd be like, oh, I fell downstairs, and like you just see on and their face, like, they boozing. Think, yeah, exactly. I'm like, boozing, no, I promise. In the glass, no, I boozing. promise. Um, but yeah, so that that honestly was a very painful injury too. But uh, Brandon, and I nut up or shut up, so I didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> You always nut up or shut up. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, do the uh, Mets have the, the firepower to keep the winning going despite the wheels starting to fall off? Brandon, where's your head out with that? I don't think the wheels are falling off. Like, I, like it, the injuries are like gun to head. If you're like, hey, the Mets are going to lose a starting pitcher and they're going to lose one of their starting position players, you go Guillaume and you go Carrasco. You know, yeah, 100%. maybe Walker, 100%. but like you don't want anyone to get injured, obviously. But I'm saying if you if anyone, you know, if a Mets fan said, oh, who would you want? You want none of them, but. Gun to head, I think they can weather the storm. Peterson did a great job filling in. Hopefully, Walker's okay. Losing both of them will hurt. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see how the Mets are going to have a weaker squad rolling out to Philadelphia this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. But, no, I think they can certainly weather the storm. Brett Beatty, who came up, we'll talk about him later, uh, who came up uh, in replace, uh, replacement of Escobar, has been phenomenal in his, his first two games in the majors. Looks great defensively and offensively. So, um, yeah. No, I think the Mets will be fine. We'll see. This is the Mets' last tough stretch. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how, how this goes. But uh, Is that think, true? They don't have really any more hard series they after have this? A ser- they have a series against the Dodgers and a series against Milwaukee and then the Braves at the end of the season. But everything else is kind of smooth sailing. Yeah, so you got Phillies, uh, the favorites. You got the Yankees. Uh, Rockies, yeah, that's easy. You got the Dodgers, not so easy. Nationals, always easy. Pirates should be easy. Marlins should be easy. Cubs should be easy. Pirates should be easy. Holy shit. Brewers, that's a that's a battle. Athletics, that should be easy. Marlins, that should be easy. And then Braves and Nationals again. You're not joking, dude. September's There's a, a joke, lot of a joke cupcake series in there for you guys. So as long as if the Mets played 500 over the next week, they would be like golden. Good to go. Honestly. Lock it in. Yeah. I wonder what. Okay, let's look. I don't know if you could see this, but I wonder if they're the. If I have time to do this, at least I mean, I wonder if they're the betting favorites for for the World Series right now, or if you think it's still the Dodgers. Any oh, oh, <laughs> I could tell something Sorry. was going on. We got, we got some live action. So bottom of the seventh, uh, DeGrom lets a runner on first base. Seth uh, Vaughn Grissom's on first base. Uh, okay. They bring in Seth Lugo, two outs, bottom seventh. He gives up a little bleeder up the middle, a little single um, that's slow, slowly hit. Vaughn Grissom goes first to home. They call him safe. Well, I don't know if they're going to review it or not, um, but... But Damn, yeah, it so. starts. It starts, Brandon. We'll see. We'll see the battle. The battle. Also, uh, a slight bulge in your back, Brandon. What do you think of that phrase? Uh, that sounds not good. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> that seems not not uh, like not a good thing. I don't know why he's considering starting on Sunday. What's the no, bulge from? Is it a disc? Disc. It says a disc. Good. Yeah. Uh, also, bulge is that up there with moist as like a a, a a word that can only be associated with sexual innuendo, and it's hard to hard to displace it from that definition. Uh, yeah, I think so. But it doesn't make me yeah. cringe. Moist or bulge don't don't make me cringe. I guess there's the battle of the bulge. <laughs> That's what I think of. I'm I'm a historian and <laughs> and an edu- and an educated man. So speaking of educated man, I got my first Brooklyn Library card today, Brandon. Oh, I just got an LA Library card. Recently. Hell yeah, dude! I got the Libby app. Are you a Libby head? No, I don't know the Libby head. It's like gives you electronic access to your library and the right, audiobooks right. associated with it. So you can read digital books or you can listen to audiobooks through the application. Right, right. Yes, I know this. Uh, yeah, I, I'm doing it. I got a Kindle. I don't know. I'm sorry. I know people yeah. are anti-Kindle, but whatever. Soon. Wait, why do, why do people hate Kindle? 
Because I, I think it's Amazon. And I think because it's it's not the feeling of a real book in your yeah. hands. Yeah, it's nice to collect books, but like if you're if it's more convenient to read it on a Kindle and then buy a copy of it, do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, anyways, Mets will be okay. That Mets will be fine. Yeah, and you get Thomas Nito back after a after a COVID scare. So yes, you know, Tom, real quick, Nito drove from Atlanta after he found out he's positive and he was feeling better. He drove from Atlanta back to New York. Drove the fifteen hours. Wow, that's kind yeah. of fun. That's I like that. That's kind of fun. Did he do it alone, or what, did he have like a partner go with him or anything? I don't. That I don't know. Did he bring wifey along, Brandon? I don't know if Nitto has a wifey. Let's Google it. Does Nitto have a wifey? Did you hear about Tua Tungavailoa uh, getting? Do- and I guess not doxed because he's a public figure, but like people dug into public court records in Miami and found out he got married and then confronted him about it. That's mean. Leave him alone. Yeah, Let him have a private life. God damn it. Thomas Nitto not only has a, a child. But he has oh. a baby. Or oh. a, I mean, a fuck. I, like, he has a child baby. and a baby. <laughs> no, he has a wife named Danielle. Oh, uh, and tvguidetime.com. Hard to know. Yeah, they're married and they have a kid. So a lovely Congratulations child. Congratulations to Tomas. It says, blessed with a lovely child girl. <laughs> a child girl. <laughs> a child girl. That's, mm, that's yes, I have one place. child girl and one yes, child Yes, I do. Boy. I have a couple. I have my family at home. My one child girl and... Uh, Yes, my Lovely child. Wife. Mm, <laughs> yes, uh, Brandon. Uh, what do you think of the NL wild card? It's looking a little. Uh, it's looking like it's starting to pan out to be what be what we can expect. But there's also a little hiccup here and there. Mm, I think there should be more child girls in the wild yeah, card, enough, or even a child boy, Brandon. We Ooh, a child boy. How a child boy? How precious. Uh, the NL wild card. How's it looking today? As we record, it's six thirty p.m. Western time, nine thirty mm-hmm. p.m. your time. Yes. Um, the wild card right now in the National League. It's looking kind of kind of spicy, but there's really only going to be one yes. odd team out. Yes. So right now we have the division leaders, obviously Mets, uh, Dodgers, St. Louis. Uh, wild card Braves leading six and a half games up in that first spot. So I really think it's going to be Mets or Braves in that first wild card spot. A hundred percent. And almost certainly the Braves. Uh, I like your confidence. Um, Phillies, Phillies are uh, a half a game up in second. Padres are locking down that third spot, and the Brewers are one and a half games back of them. Giants six games back, probably not likely. Yeah, um, and then after um, that, it's like ten games. Diamondbacks fifteen games. Marlins yes, games, it's, Marlins it's yeah. yeah, it's it's game over then. Uh, so, how are we looking here? Honestly, the Padres have looked like garbage. I don't. They think, looked so bad, dude. I don't think that's going to last with their pitching and, and with their offense. I know Josh Bell has not been great since he came yeah, over. Yeah. Um, and they're having trouble scoring runs in general, despite that lineup. Uh, I don't think that's going to last. I think the, the Padres are going are to squeak in. If not, tragic. Complete tragedy if they don't sneak in. I agree. I uh, I don't think the Diamondbacks are making a comeback. The Giants have had like the most regressed to the mean season I think I've seen in so long, where they yes. obviously won so many games last year and came out of nowhere and then... You know, obviously came back down to earth a little bit. Um, the interesting thing I think here is that the Brewers are four games back in the NL Central. Is that right? I know you got the standings probably up closer than I do right now, unfortunately. Uh, but no, I think there are three games as of today. I, I don't know. What's, so what's that could on. be the Cardinals. The Cardinals could very well end up coming through the wild card because they're in lead of the division right now. And uh, obviously both teams are good. Cardinals were all over the Rockies today. That was the mid-afternoon game. Cardinals have been playing kind of hot. They've been doing pretty yeah. well. Dylan Carlson looking great. Goldschmidt looking great. Yeah, I mean, Arenado, Goldschmidt's yeah. Babbitt is fucking nuts. Have you seen that? Goldschmidt's no, like, I haven't. I mean, he's a he's a monster. He's just ha- but he's also having an incredibly lucky yeah. season. Um, isn't he anti-vax? Yes, him and Arenado, yeah. they both didn't make it to Toronto. Uh, so you know, you know, if the Mets aren't in the World Series, I'm just hoping. Toronto makes it's it in the, the American Canadian League, team. and then we just find out who's. <laughs> Do you think the general manager goes into the dugout of every uh, of, of his team and stabs every player with the vaccine if it's the Blue Jays in the, the World Series? They the have. Team? They have to make a statement if they see the Blue Jays are in the playoffs, which is not 100. percent They mm-hmm. see the Blue Jays are in the playoffs. They have to go in with a team meeting and go, "Hey, fellas, heads up, we might be playing. We might be going to Canada." Okay. So buckle up, get your arm ready, spit on it, put some alcohol wipes on it. I don't know. Did they spit on yours before they gave it to you, Brandon? That's what they yeah, did for me. Of um, course. <laughs> the, Blue, the Blue Jays are currently in the playoffs. They've got one yes. game lead in the wild card over Minnesota and a one and a half game. Honestly, much more fun in the AL wild card much than the more NL fun. wild card. That's kind of always par for the course, though, yeah. it seems like. But who do you think the odd odd squad out is? Do you think Phillies and Braves make it? I think I think Braves 100%. Phillies, I think so. They could obviously 
collapse at any moment. I, I think I it'll think be so. Atlanta, San Diego, and one of Milwaukee or Cardinals. Whoa, think you think Philly, your prediction think is Phillies, Phillies dropping? And wow. I'm sorry because I know that we have a uh, call me Cassie and a good friend of the pod who's written in a handful of times and is in a Philadelphia Phillies fan. So I know you're listening right now, but I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I think that there's <laughs> that's my guess. Now, who knows? We said the Marlins were going to be better than the Phillies this season. And look how wrong that's been. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, yeah. That's I just, mean, that's just my fi- little guess. But the thing is, the Phillies rotation is good. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. know, like against the Braves rotation. I might want to I might want to face the Braves over the Phillies rotation in the playoffs. Nola Wheeler, Suarez has been dealing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about Syndergaard, but it's but I you mean want that, a little depth there, but you're right. No, you're not wrong. Like I think I, that's it. Uh, you might pick Wheeler Nola over Freed Morton as top 2, right? I think I do. I think I go Nola yeah, Wheeler. I guess you are. Yeah, cuz it's definitely this the second play, pitcher is way better and, you know, Freed's yeah. great. Yeah. So I mean, as but... long as those guys stay healthy, I like that Phillies rotation. I know I know they have other problems, but I don't know. I, I think the Phillies are going to hang on. I think they're going to slot in there. Um So then the Padres get the boot? Uh, God, it's so hard when you look at that lineup. I want to say Milwaukee gets the boot to be honest with yeah. you cuz once okay. again like they just I know they hang around. They also have a great great top few pitchers mm-hmm. but uh, uh the offense also is a little underwhelming i think still the dodgers have a plus 249 run differential dude <laughs> how is that allowed they have 204 scored for 249 more runs than there are they just gonna wreck insane. everyone in the national league i don't know they've they've won seven of the last three dustin may's <laughs> coming back and 36 dustin may's coming back they're about to face the marlins so that'll kick any team into high gear yeah dude i don't know that's a scary team they are the betting favorite. And then the Astros are the number two betting favorite. I looked at it. God, enough, the, though. You know, like, I don't want to see the Astros in again. Enough. What? what are the, I mean, how, how do you not feel the same thing about the Dodgers? Guess what? None I, of those no, teams no, are going anywhere. That's what I'm saying. I just don't yeah. want to see both of them in there. If it was Dodgers-Mets World Series, would you go to a Dodgers game? You mean Dodgers-Mets not, championship? Or, sorry, championship. Yeah, excuse me. See, you know what's funny? People always give Dodgers fans a bad rap. Mm-hmm. And I've never had an issue, really, there. Yeah, but I would be hesitant in that environment also to, to go like, root actively. Yeah, to go to a playoff game. It's just like tensions are so high. Not that I'm going to get my ass kicked or anything, but it's just like I think I would be extra stressed. I get stressed enough watching it on TV. For sure. For so, sure. But you, you've been going to the gym, though, dude. Yeah, that's true. I, just for this. I've been playing. I've been practicing for the playoffs. Um, <laughs> Just so I can I can uh, roll can square I can, I, I can square up some people in in, uh, <laughs> exactly. in the Chavez Ravine. Um, I'll show you some uh, I'll show you some boxing moves I've learned. You uh, you you have COVID. You can't show me. Ah fuck! I am. Me. My nose is stuffy now. Can you hear it? Yeah. This might be the development of me getting COVID. We've had which would be the, be the full third COVID episode. Episode. Your second yeah. One. My second one. Also, I think this is where I was at last time we recorded. Where I was like, I kind of feel a little weird, but I don't really know. Also, this would really piss me off because this would mean I lose a weekend. I don't lose, lose a week of work. That's what I had, dude. I lost like two weekends from it. Horseshit. In my Horseshit. And it, whoa. Oh, my God. Can you hear Cat Winnie again? Oh, I heard it. We got a little cat. I heard she the woke cat. Up from her little, she wakes up from these little nightmares in the middle of us recording, dude. All right, Brandon. That's enough of the actual baseball talk. We got a little bit more baseball talk coming up. We're going to have a feast or famine to grommet a week. Feast fan questions and upcoming schedules. But, Brandon, before we get to that, you got to hear some ads. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org. Not .com, not .gov, you know, .org, or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back, Brandon. What a great ad read that was by either me or you. I don't know who it'll be, but Brandon, we got our feast or famine this week. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. We got the feast of the week is the Braves team building. Now, I'm sure a lot of you saw, but Michael Harris, the second 
phenomenal center field prospect that's been playing out of his mind for the Braves this year. We talked about his OPS already early in the show. He looks great. All-around great baseball player. They locked him up for the next eight years, $72 million deal. This is coming off the back of the Austin Riley deal, Brandon. And I just cannot give credit to Alex A. Anthopoulos. <laughs> Anthopoulos. Anthopoulos. Uh, the Greek freak of baseball. The, uh, the Greek freak of baseball, 100%. The best team building I've seen in baseball in the last five years, and it's not really close. Uh, locking up the talent when he gets the opportunity does. Does it before they're way too expensive for them to afford? I mean, even though Austin Riley is probably this is probably as good as he's going to get or, or the, the ceiling of his baseball playing, and they locked him up for 10 years. Everybody's under the age of 30. Everybody has a high ceiling. Every, not everybody's on a team-friendly deal, but enough of the dudes are that you can keep affording it, especially if Michael Harris keeps like ends up panning out like this. Obviously, the Albies deal is famously team-friendly. The Acuna deal is famously team-friendly. He sees talent immediately and locks them up, and there's a team in, in this division, Brandon, that I wish would do the goddamn same thing, and they did a little bit in the offseason locking up Sandy to a 50 million five-year deal, but we have another superstar Young guy who's only going to get better and uh, increased his OPS, I think, by 170. I saw this week uh, in between last year and this year. And there's no reason why before this season started, the Marlins didn't knock on Jazz Chisholm's front door and say, sir, 10 years, $100 million, 10 years, $120 million, eight years, 80 million, whatever you want, whatever it'll take you to stay here. Sign this now. We are not letting you start the season without without yeah. uh, some sort of contract guarantee. Yeah, I touched on this a little bit, uh, a little bit earlier in the show but it's this Braves team is going to look like this for quite a while and they're going to yeah. be good and young for quite a while most of these guys are not even close to their prime yet Grissom no. and Harris I mean they're I mean most likely I imagine that Dansby is going to go and Grissom will be the starting shortstop and they're going to have these young exciting fast guys and the team's going to be god just so well-rounded with like Olsen yeah. and Riley's the power guys just like incredible just a great roster that's going to be like that for 2030 yeah, right? dude. 2028? Yeah, I mean, an eight-year deal. So Michael Harris is on until 2030. You and I, I'll be 38 years old at the time. This is my favorite question. Brandon, will the podcast still be running while Michael Harris's contract ends with the Braves? I think we should sign our own invisible contract <laughs> to where when Michael Harris leaves the Braves, that's when we, we go off the air. How about this a murder-suicide pact between the two of us that if one of us backs away from the podcast, the other I like one has it. To and then someone does a podcast nuclear. about our murder-suicide. Oh, podcast. dude, and that would be the that would be the podcast about our podcast. Miranda finally listens. Yes, to exactly, it. exactly, the, exactly. The true crime podcast version of our show. Uh, yeah, it made me really mad. And I was coming home from the Yankees game when I found out, and I was texting you. All my baseball friends were texting me, and I was just like, "This is what a competent." forward-thinking organization does. They find the right guys. They, they isolate them. They give them deals. They recognize the talent. They evaluate the talent. Yeah. They develop the talent. And it's just, it's envious. And it's like, they found a way. To, I'm sure they have a high payroll. They are not the Dodgers. They are not the Mets. They are not the Yankees. They are not these dudes that are just giving blank checks to whoever they want or throwing their farm system out the window in order to get uh, superstar talent traded over there. Uh, and they're they're finding a way to be as competitive, as good, if not better, than any of those teams. Um, and with the, with the longevity and the endurance that I'd argue none of those three teams have, maybe the Dodgers have a little bit more young talent, um, and not even really. Um, yeah, it's just... Bonkers, dude. It's bonkers. Yeah. I, I. It's fun to watch. It's a fun. It's fun to be able to follow them. It hurts, obviously, because not only does it mean that the Marlins are going to be competing against a juggernaut for the next eight years, but it also highlights the inefficiencies and the mistakes that a, our front office specifically makes. But yeah, man, I, I just kind of wanted to highlight that and give shouts out. I mean, I know we did it when Austin Riley signed his big deal with the Braves earlier, but I, I think that this is just really good team building. It's really impressive. It's. It feels like we're building on MLB the show over here, doing doing all the right moves, but it, it's it's just good stuff. It could, it's good and stuff I think happening. What, in, I think what's forgotten time. is the Braves went through a downtime when they were rebuilding. Yeah. They did not that do long that, ago, but they did it right. Unlike yeah. the fish, sorry, um, the Tigers, the Tigers. The Cubs, unlike the yeah, the Cubs, like Pirates. The, the Braves did it right, and AA should yeah. be absolutely applauded and i think you know he'll also be there for quite some time because he's proven that he can build a sustainable winner and i think this Braves team will be a sustainable winner so anyone that's trying to anyone that's trying to to win win it all in the nl east is going to have to go through these guys for the next for the, 10 years. For the foreseeable future yes yeah. and this yeah. is going to be the squad so it's like they're going to be good every year like the mets have some aging players the Phillies have some aging players that are going to like this is going to be the squad, though. For Brandon, I'm not making this up. I just got six minutes ago a push notification from Bleacher Report. 
Atlanta has open extension talks with upcoming free agent Dansby Swanson. All right, you know. So they're this is uh, we're gonna see this team till we're dead, dude. Wait, so what are they gonna do with with Grissom then? What? How does that work? Is Albie's gonna get traded? I mean, he's on such a team friendly deal; they could get something for him. And he's not a bad player by any stretch of the imagination. I know he's had injury issues, but Degrom K's nine. Good job, Degrom. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. That's insane. Also, Swans. I think Dan's be on the free markets. The third or best, fourth best shortstop out there. I know Correa is a free agent this year. Trey Turner is a free agent this year. Who am I missing? There's another shortstop. I think that's um, those are the big two that come back to my brain. But yeah, Dansby is. is oh, I think Bogarts uh, can, can opt out too. I think you're right. Yes, no, I think you're 100 yeah. percent right. Um, but yeah, dude, shouts out to the Braves. Kudos to you. You're this is how you run a team. If you're an Atlanta Braves fan, you got to be elated. Um, the future's bright. The present is bright. That's all you can ever ask. Brandon, what's our family of the week? Our famine is Fernando Tatis. This happened right after we recorded last week, I believe, or the day after. As things tend to do. My this this dumb man. What are you doing? <laughs> know, what are dude, you doing, me... sir? And then the excuses with the ringworm. Mm-hmm. Didn't My know God, this was in the just, medicine. I don't. Your I don't, dad yeah. was busted for steroids when he was a player. What are you doing, man? Yeah. I know he was. It's possible he's trying to just come back faster. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he probably felt guilty because the motorcycle thing. I think he's a good person at heart, but my God, dumb. And also, you're tainted. Like, you're going to have to earn back the Padres and Major League Baseball fans' trust, but also that's always going to hang over you. If yeah, he becomes an, a Hall of Fame, cal- but he was, at least Cano had like 10 years of Hall of Fame yeah, experience. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, yeah. this man does not have this. So it's like, if he does live up to how Cano played prior to his, his steroid bust, it's going to still follow him. So it's like this man, you know, and maybe he's young enough to where it's going to eventually fall off and people will forget about it. But I don't think so. I think the way things are now, it's like, it will, it will haunt, haunt him for a while. And, and, do Padres fans boo him? I know this is an NL East related question, but um, it's a, it's an N related question or an NL related question. I don't think they boo him. Would you boo him if he was a Met? I think I think the Mets fans would boo him. I don't think I would personally, but I think the Mets fans would boo him. We get some thumbs down from Tatis. <laughs> Bring back the thumbs down, yeah. I uh, I mean, in case you don't know, I, I don't know if we mentioned it on the pod or if you follow baseball, you know already. But he, it was self-induced injury. It was a motorcycle accident. And then when they asked, uh, is the motorcycle accident the thing that gave you his injury? He said, which one? <laughs> Bad, 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 bad. Um, and this is, I mean, he was the cover athlete on the baseball video game a year ago. Like he had uh, the the brightest star in all of baseball seemingly branded. But you know what we can attribute this to? The only serious financial investment I made in, in baseball cards was a Fernando Tatis PSA 10 rookie card. Uh, spent you like did a little this. over a little over $100 on it. And now the val- it's gone h- half. Not only did I buy at the top of the market, but then he self-imploded. <laughs> Immediately you did I, this. Yeah, so Tatis, I'm sorry I cursed you. Have you heard of the uh have you heard of the Dairy Queen curse? Mm-mm. No no have, oh wait, Bellinger's a Dairy Queen guy. Bellinger, right? Tatis, Tatis, Tim Anderson. Wild. Tim the Anderson's not been that bad, right? I think he's out for the year now. Oh. And he gave the middle finger to the crowd. Famous. That was funny. And then well, I guess the, the Josh Donaldson idiocy was was him. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. Didn't he say something recently to Donaldson? Wasn't there like a snap back? Oh, I don't know. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Dairy Queen curse because they're doing those Dairy Queen ads. Yeah. Which I'm sure you've all seen if you watch baseball. So yeah, I I, I would kill real. for some I would kill for some ice cream right now. You really got go get like, some cream, just, dude. Go, get out of here. Cold cream. I'm gonna get out of here. Get some cold cream, Brandon. Before we get out of here, we got to get to our Dagramadoe. Uh, we talked about him, Mr. Brett Beatty, number two prospect for the Mets, uh, called up after only spending a week in AAA, but raking Good there and raking him. in AA, uh, 22 years old. He was at the Mets' number one draft pick uh, a few years ago, first round draft pick in 2019, I think. Um, and he's here after Eduardo Escobar is resting up his oblique. Um, and my man on the second pitch he sees in the major first leagues. First pitch, first pitch. No, he, right? he got a ball first and then the. Then he, then he, uh, I thought it was the first pitch. Mm-mm. It was the first pitch okay. was a ball. Than second you know pitch, than second pitch. So first swing he took in the majors. Okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Was indeed a home run. Um, so yeah, amazing. His family was there. Really exciting Two run Homer. Um, he got a single tonight, made a nice defensive play. Uh, Brett Beatty, who knows? He might like, 
push Eduardo Escobar out of his job. It might be like a similar to yeah, um, totally similar to to Michael Conforto when he came up in the Mets in 2015. Similar to to Grissom and and, uh, and uh, who the hell and Michael Harris. <laughs> I was like, and who the hell? And who the hell? Talking about him. Well, the other guy? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Brett Beatty, very cool to see uh, some young young juice on the Mets. He looks so Absolutely. young too. I don't know if you've he seen looks him, like a little haunting. baby dude. It's yeah, haunting lo- to see how young this he man is. He looks like a child. How old is he? Twenty two. Twenty two, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, kid. He's he's like the Brandon and I were talking about this before we started recording. But there's a, an intern at my at my job who's twenty years old and had never heard of. Uh, Wonderwall by Oasis, and it, I've never felt older in Awful. my entire life. Awful. Uh, anyways, Brandon, we got our uh, we got our feast fan questions. Our first question is from a friend that we shouted out already on this show. Call me Cassian at Fontano. I did this again, Brandon. F- uh, help me here. Font Fontaine Fontaine Font- not Nate. Yes, Fontaine not Nate. Sorry, yes. I'm sorry, Cassian. Things. This is on me. Quote, at what point... <laughs> you don't need to read the quote part out loud, Sam. Uh, at what point are the Philadelphia Phillies considered too injury to go on, injured to go on? They st- <laughs> falling apart here. They started the season with a maniac injury that screwed them. Then Bryce's UCL. Then Segura. Then Harper full-time. Then Schwarber. Schwarber. Then Marsh. Um, like, if they start losing, when does the rest of the MLB give them a pass for having the same hurt luck as the NFL's 2021 Baltimore Ravens? Now, Brandon, if you want a little NFL advice from me, just keep an eye out on those Ravens this year. I think they had the worst injury luck in all of in all of football last year, and I, I think they're a very talented defensive team with one of the more exciting quarterbacks in the league. So I know you're a football Thank guy. Thank you for now. clarifying, because I didn't understand what he meant by the 2021 Ravens. Um, uh, that's a good question. I think it goes back to what I was saying, though. They got the pitching still. They got the yeah. pitching still. Bryce, I think, will be back. He started uh, so, doing some like batting practice recently. Yeah, he started right? doing some batting practice. Uh, yes, sucks with Marsh. Seems like he's going to go to the IL. Um, but Se- Segura is back, right? He didn't go back on the IL. Segura is back. He missed uh, an extended period of time at the beginning of the season. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, he had a broken, broken hand, right? Broken wrist. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Thumb. Um, I don't know. Something. Something in the hand region. The um, hand region. But no, I think Cassian Fontenotnate. I think that. I th- I think as long as they have that that starting pitching, they're golden. If Wheeler goes down, if Nola goes down, if Suarez goes down, if Gibson goes down, baby. But you but you guys have all those guys. The Phillies have all those pitchers right now, and that's what you need to win some ball games. So no, hundred percent. And no, they I, still, I agree with you. And if Schwab can hit a bomb, boom. If he continue his hot streak, Bryson Stotts look great. They have all these guys still. JT Real Muto. They have all these guys. So I wouldn't worry. I don't think they're snake bitten quite yet. They've been moments yeah. of it, but I think the Phillies are going to continue their hot streak. I think they're going to, despite Sam's negativity mm-hmm. on the Phillies, I think they're going to make it to the wild card, and I think they're going to be dangerous because of the Nola Wheeler in the playoffs. So you have those top two guys. What's the the only top two guys that are better than that? Degrom Scherzer. Am I wrong? I can't Sandy think of another Pablo? top two. The only time, <laughs> yes, but you know, doesn't matter anymore. Um, uh, yeah, obviously, Degrom Scherzer is better. Uh, uh, Burns Woodruff has Woodruff still been? Uh, I think dealing he, this he's year? had issues this year. Yeah, yeah. Who's there? A Peralta? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Burns is as good as anybody in the league, second to Sandy. But yeah, Gonsolin and Kershaw. Yeah, yeah, I guess them probably. Yeah, I don't know. That's just I'm just brainstorming over here, Brandon. All right, at Terry Clark fifty five, completely related to me, asks. Should Mattingly be the Marlins manager next year? No. <laughs> How's that sound for yeah, a definitive no, answer? No, I agree. No. No. We need a culture change. We need to mix things up. Mattingly is too passe. He's too he's too uh uh it's complacent. He's too he's not doing enough, not firing the asses up, he's not screaming. He's looking more to- like Tony LaRusa, less like Gabe Kepler. Not that he ever looked like Gabe Kepler, but you know what I mean? The the contrasting of sure. the new era coach yeah, and the old yeah, yeah. era coach. Um and he's not Dusty Baker, so Yes. <laughs> Uh, when you don't have one of the best squads around you, he clearly doesn't have the abilities to or ability to kind of get the boys rolling, the motivated. Um, yeah, dude. No, I, I don't know what I don't know to do another soft reset, Miami. And I think that includes wiping the whole the whole thing. Maybe you keep think, keep Mel Stottlemyre because uh, similar to what the Mets did because they kept Jeremy Hefner after yeah. they turned over the the uh, coaching staff. So I think full reset, Miami. Make some trades. Make the hard trades. Trade some prospects. I think it's time to get some offense in, into Miami. Get a new manager. Maybe get someone that is a veteran. Get a Buck Showalter like. I don't know who that's going to be. But it's like I don't think you can go in with a with a young guy, honestly. I think you should come in with some veteran leadership because leadership seems to be a big issue in Miami too. Yeah, yeah. And accountability and just, you know, it's it. 
Everything that can be, have gone wrong for this season, with the exception of a Sandy injury, has gone wrong. So, But the bad news is, Brandon, we're not going to even see Jazz probably for the rest of the year. Patrick Kennedy at PLKDC asks, shouldn't teams outside the NL East get a handicap for not having the benefit of playing 18 to 19 games against the Nationals? Now, that's a funny question, but I would argue then we should handicap the Astros for playing the Athletics all year, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And kind of the Rangers, too. Yeah. And the, and the Rockies and the NL West. Like, every, yes. every, there's a bad team in every division. Except the AL East. I mean, the bad team has got a better <laughs> they're doing the rebuild right. Yeah, they're doing they're doing it right over in Baltimore, aren't they, Brandon? They're yeah, looking they good. Hey, yeah. go O's, baby. Uh, we also we got a surprise. We got a surprise. Not a question, but um, our oh, friend nice. our friend Spaghetti commented on on a, a Twitter <laughs> post up. from Mark Gooden at two Gooden okay. seventeen. Who uh, he has some he works for the Federalist, which is a, mm-hmm. a you know he covers like, all the Mets things on the Federalist. And he said, ever since the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, Brandon Nimmo has been completely lost at the plate. And Spaghetti <laughs> said, need to discuss this angle on the pod at NL Feast. Uh, yeah, listen, if he wasn't sweating in his boots when they started arresting people on January 6th, I think he's probably doing just yes. fine now. <laughs> yeah, people don't know this, but Nimmo actually was also wearing a uh, a moose's head, and he was carrying a spear so he was he was was wearing a beard he's wearing a fake beard so damn nimmo nimmo knew what to do right and he didn't just like text his wife wish me luck babe we're about to overthrow the government (laughs) fucking shit that those yeah no he texts jt real muto that jt's like yeah i know dude i'm on the other side ben attendee was oh yeah ben attendee was coming with them i um i think that that's very funny (laughs) i think that's a very funny coincidence but i don't think there's probably anything more to it than a coincidence i don't think so but uh hey you know what oh dude sorry interrupted you I was going to say, if Nimmo's going to hit more, Trump 2024. That's right, people. <laughs> oh, no, Come on. Stop. Right? No, no, no. no. We no. kid here. We make Please. jokes. I, uh, I was leaving court today, and there were so many media people. Uh, I was leaving court today. There were so many media people, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And it was Trump's CFO was like pleading guilty to his sentencing. Right, right. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. I was there. I was in it. Did you charge him? I charged his ass. I got. Yeah, I yeah. passed. I passed the bar. I didn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and then I became a federal prosecutor very quickly. Wow! Congrats. I know, you, thank this you. This is like a Doogie Howser for, <laughs> for prosecutor. <laughs> I'm, I'm young Sheldon of the of the New York uh, criminal law. You system. know who doesn't know Doogie Howser but knows young Sheldon? Your coworker. That's twenty. A hundred percent. Yeah, he thinks young Sheldon's the the newest or the old. Yes. Well, that's old Boomer show. Young Sheldon's Boomer show, which I guess yeah, if you looked at the demographics, that would probably be. That's true. Not an inaccurate statement. All right, Brandon, that's our last question, but that's not our last segment. Give the people what they want. Tell them about the upcoming schedule in the NL East this week. After the Braves, the Mets' tough stretch continues. They're going to Philadelphia to play four games with a weekend pitching staff against the Phillies, and they're playing the Yankees at Yankee Stadium for two games. Uh, Sam might be there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Braves, a tough little battle. World Series reunion. It's a reunion. I like saying reunion. Yeah. Um, Braves Uh, and Astros uh, reunion. Um, in Atlanta, and then the Braves are going up to Pittsburgh to play the Pirates. After the Mets, Phillies are playing the Reds. Marlins out here in Los Angeles playing the Dodgers. You going, uh, Brandon? Uh, I will not be there. And then the Marlins are going up. <laughs> I'm going to Oakland, though, to see the Marlins and <laughs> Athletics play. Uh, Nationals playing the Padres in San Diego. And then they're going up to Saddle to play the Mariners. Do you think the Marlins Athletics series will be the least attended series this year? It's got to be up there, dude. Yeah. That's got to be pretty bad. Right? That's got to be at least bottom five. I can't imagine like a matchup where it's like two notoriously poorly attended teams. that teams. never play each other. Teams that yes. don't have a strong fan base. And have nothing and, on the line. And then the team that doesn't play each other are coming across the country. Mm-hmm. Not good. Yeah. Can't imagine a lot of Miami Marlins fans biting at the, chomping at the bit, trying to go see some live Marlins baseball in Oakland. But I guess you Ugh. never know. Would you have gone up there if you still lived in L.A.? I would not know. I would not have done the five-hour drive or whatever it is to Oakland to go see them play. But I would see them play in, in L.A. For sure, I would have gone to one of those games. I would have taken the public transportation from the North Hollywood train station, Brandon. That's right. We, you and I had done that before. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Shouts out to the L.A. public transit. Um, my favorite series, Brandon. I mean, Mets-Yankees. Hopefully, this isn't COVID, and I am just I just have a regular sore throat, and uh, everything's fine, and I can attend to that. Um, Phillies-Mets. There's some bad. I mean, nothing the Nationals or Marlins are doing is ever going to be noteworthy anymore. So, <laughs> I guess yeah, Mets Yankees is definitely the best series there. Braves Astros is fun. What the hell right? just happened in this Mets game? What are you watching? What Braves sorry. Astros is fun. The Mets. Sorry, sorry. The Mets and Braves are still playing. It's the top of the ninth. 
Lindor was on first. Pete got a little bloop. Lindor went to steal a base. Didn't realize it blooped. Ran back to first base. Idiot. Uh, bad. Yeah. Bad news bad. bears. Anyway. Yes, Braves I think Astros. The Braves Astros is probably number one. But also Mets, Yankees, Mets, Phillies is great too. So, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I think those are the ones. Uh, I agree. It's going to be... Uh, we'll see how the Mets look after, after a week uh, playing the Phillies and Yanks away. That's what I'm saying. Well, Yanks not really away. They probably still sleep in their beds, right? I always think about that. They're probably sleeping in their beds. It would be they have to remember. They, they can't mess up. They have, they have to remember. You know, they can be like, "Oh no, I went to City oh, Field." Oh no! Uh, did I ever tell you the time my dad? This was maybe the 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 moment that I my dad should have been the most angry, but was able to laugh it off. We were running late for uh, a flight out out of Vegas and went to the wrong Vegas airport. <laughs> What? There's two Vegas airports? There's two Vegas airports. I know this because I recently had to buy tickets to Vegas for a wedding, but yeah, there's Whoa. two Vegas airports. Oh, my God. Another oh, wedding? Which, I, dude, don't even get me started. And I fly out on a Thursday night, so we're going to have to talk. We're going to have to talk about recording. You're listening to the podcast fall apart in real time. <laughs> if you took the will the NLP show be around for 2030 bet, uh-oh. 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 The Michael Harris contract might not work. Sam's got weddings. <laughs> I'm too busy. Uh, I got cold. I got cold texted about this wedding. Like, hey, can you go? Are you going? Because I hadn't RSVP'd yet. So what am I, what am I supposed to do? We'll talk off air. We'll talk off air. All right, Brandon, that's our show. Tell the lovely people where they can find you. Hey, you can follow me at Brando Grosso on Twitter. Where can they follow your old bag of bones? Follow my old bag of bones at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the show at NL Feast on Twitter. That's where you can find us for any questions. Reach out to us. Find out about the show. Watch the uh, the Boba T TikTok that we'll post there later today. Um, and... Make sure you shoot us a little email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com. Once I crack that little passcode, it'll be good to go. What if we have like, what if like Mark Cuban emailed us? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, have you seen the T-Pain thing where he didn't realize he could get DMs from people he wasn't, like he had missed like hundreds no, of DMs from like tons of celebrities. It was very funny. Um, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I think it's been about five weeks. Call me Cassian. You know what? New favorite fan of the show. Why don't you leave us a five-star review? We'll read leave whatever. Leave us a fiver. We'll read whatever you write on out loud on the show. Brandon, I think that's it. I got to go get a COVID test. I what do you feel better. Gonna, I feel, I feel that's the worst part about COVID now. If you're like a healthy young adult is like, I guess not so much emphasis on young. Is 30 a young adult still, Brandon? I feel like it's not. Uh, Yeah, you're still young. I guess in the context relative not in to Hollywood's how, eyes. No, Hollywood's eyes. I'm playing dads now, dude. Yes. You're playing, you're playing stepdads now. I'm playing stepdads now. Um, yeah, Brandon, I think that's it. Anything else before we get out of here? Mets are probably going to lose. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>